stepmothering is arguably far more challenging than mothering. And I know that stepmothers all over the world feel like they're sinking because this role can be so uncomfortable. I wanted to share my personal stepmom affirmations with you. This is what helps me to thrive, not just survive. Because life is far too short to walk around in a constant state of barely getting by. I know I'm crazy. This episode is brought to you by girlby.info. Girlby is a 10-day masterclass for women that are caught in toxic co-mothering tangos. She's not going anywhere and neither are you. So let me show you how to get your groove back and dance around her. Visit girlby.info for details. Hard copies are available on Amazon and the ebook is available for immediate download at www.girlby.info. As you listen to these affirmations, I want you to be in a calm, quiet space. Clear your mind and think only happy thoughts. You should absorb every word I say. And just in case you miss out on something, check out www.blendedandblack.com podcast. All of these affirmations are written down for you. I've typed them up and shared them on the blog. And I'm even going to make a cute little Pinterest pin so you can make this your screensaver because it's so important. Number one, imposter syndrome makes me question my place in this family. Look, girlfriend, you prayed for this man. You prayed for this relationship. You've prayed to be here. But oftentimes what happens is we finally get to that destination. There's devices in place that'll kind of tick in the back of our heads and make us think that we don't belong. I'm telling you, you deserve to be here just like everybody else. You have earned this right. Okay. Number two, I can step away whenever I want to. As a stepmom, I not only step up, but I step back, I step aside, and sometimes I can step the hell out. Listen, I need you to go find some sort of safe space. If you go sit in the car for five minutes every day just to get away from the madness and mayhem, go and do that. If your personal time is at the gym, do that. Me personally, I like to sit and write. I'll take 30 minutes out of every single day just to myself and write. Some of it I share, some of it I don't. But this is reserved for me. You gotta stay balanced and don't let anybody ever make you feel guilty about taking time out for you. Number three, if I am not feeling acknowledged, I have the right to ask my partner for reassurance. So often we get caught up in the daily rigmarole of routine, cook breakfast, take the kids to school, change your diapers, be a wife, be attentive, be a homemaker. But we don't get a thank you. And stepmothering is sometimes a thankless job. But if you're not getting that thanks and appreciation and acknowledgement, at least from the person that made you a stepmother, your partner, then you're going to feel a disparity. You're going to walk around being a frigid bitch and you're not going to be happy. So yes, you can say, hey, babe, I'm not really feeling the love today. I need some extra reassurance. It's okay. Don't let your pride and ego get in the way. Ask for what you want. Ask him to give you those props that you're seeking. Number four, I will focus on that which is within my control. Those things are my emotions, my man, and my household. Let me tell you something. The second you start worrying about stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you, that you don't control, that's when you find yourself in trouble. 
letting another woman into your mind and into your home or even allowing her to try to control your household that's what gets you in in a bad way and yeah she might think she's running stuff over there but you don't even have to say anything to her let her know she's not screams stranger danger when she's rolling up on a territory that explicitly belongs to you number five I will stop dehumanizing my man's ex. And in chapter five of my book, Girl By, I talk a lot about dehumanization and what it does to us. Back in the day when slavery was legal here in the United States, they would take a woman, a man, and the children and put them on an auction block. There's something called an auction block. And they would tell the crowd that was there to purchase these people. Well, listen, these people are actually three-fourths human. They're not all the way men. They're not all the way women. This made the crowd feel not as bad. They, their sense of human empathy and compassion wasn't really ticked because they're like, well, this is more like livestock. These people are not humans. Now, of course, we know that now we know that my ancestors were very much human and they felt real feelings but making people that were coming to purchase them feel like they were not equal, that allowed it to be a lot easier. And so we do the same thing, not probably not on such a sociopathic scale, but as stepmothers and as women, we kind of do the same thing to this other woman. We don't even say her name. I bet you got a cute little pet name for your man's ex, don't you? So right now, say her name. You cringed, didn't you? And I bet you didn't say it. Say her name. By saying her name, you're not giving her any sort of power. You're taking the power out of what you perceive her, her, her role to be. Especially the role in her life, which is probably causing you havoc and wreaking distension in your family, in your mind. She's just as human as you. And by acknowledging her as just as human as you, not only do you have to face some of your own demons, you really quickly realize she can't do a thing to hurt you. She has no more power than you do. Number six, I will not engage in demon dialogues. I will only speak life into my relationship and those around me. So there's this really good book that I teach from a lot when I'm working with my coaching clients. It's called Hold Me Tight by Dr. Sue Johnson. And she talks about all of her experiences in couples therapy. And she's really pivotal in the world of helping people get back to love and getting back to the center of things. And she talks about demon dialogues. They're thought patterns and words that we actually use to cut ourselves down. Words like, I hate, I cannot, I will not, I will never. Things like that lead to a negative thought pattern. So when you find yourself entering, uh, using those demon dialogues, I want you to snap out of it. Literally, I want you to say, stop. Or you can say, girl, bye. Honey, I have to girl by myself a lot. I'll be sitting there, the day will be going perfect, and then I'll think of something from the past. I'll think of an ugly text message or a phone call or some instance that made me feel very small and nasty. And then if I allow that to take root in my mind, it will literally affect how I mother, how I wife, how I work, how I coach. It literally affects every fiber of my being. So I have to say, Naja, girl, bye snap out of it stop saying that stop allowing these rancid thoughts in your mind so right now i want you to pick out your word say it out loud say what your stop word is gonna be okay so i don't know what you said right there but i'd like for you to dm it to me why not i want to see it whatever your word was when you find your mind drifting off 
into Never Never Land, snap out of it, girl. Get your ass back over here and be present. Number seven, I will develop a magic word to snap me out of bad thought patterns. That leads into what I just mentioned. As I told you, my magic word is girl, bye. Or sometimes I just not stop or snap my fingers or click my heels or whatever. But your magic word is probably going to be one of your saving graces. Number eight, I will eject myself from my partner's co-parenting matters, especially those that do not affect me, my home, or my well-being. I will not trifle with the day-to-day -day happenings between the co-parents. They have it all under control. And guess what? If they don't, not your problem. Stepmom, what I want you to worry about is you. Worry about your damn self. Worry about those things that are under the guise of your control. I'm sure you have children there. You're an employee. You're a sister, lover, wife, mother. You're all these things. And worrying about what happens in his text messages or his phone or any of his conversations with his child's mother, that simply ain't a place that you want or need to be not in a healthy relationship now if you're watching your man because you think things are kind of iffy between him and the mother or if you're concerned about if she's disrespecting him or not honey that's a grown-ass man he can handle it okay that man can handle it speaking of him handling it number nine i will not be a repository for my partner's bad feelings about his co-parent our relationship is not a dumping ground for his drama I will demand that my relationship be my safe space. Leading into what I just finished talking about. You know, sometimes our guys will come to us with long faces or they are actually troubled because they're getting run through the ringer by their co-parent. There's a certain stopping point that you got to have though, because it's really not a natural place to be in mothering another woman's child when she's a difficult person is one of the most unnatural uncomfortable positions that you could be in but then you have to watch your man be disrespected and be emasculated and be shot down as a father it's a very tough position but guess what just like you are listening to me right now you're getting these affirmations that man is gonna have to go somewhere and find some of his own because his previous relationship with her was not riddled with baby mama drama. They ended that relationship. They destroyed that relationship just fine by themselves. It didn't have anything to do with any other woman. But what you're allowing is you're allowing seeds of discontent and destruction to be planted in your relationship right now. And if you allow it to continue, it's only going to grow. And that will be the cause of your demise. Number 10, before anybody else, I will take care of me. Now say it with me before anybody else, I will take care of me. You know how you're on a flight and they say, oh, just in case we crash, you need to put on your life vest before you help the person next to you. Put on the air mask before you help the person next to you. So tell me this, if the plane is going down or if you're in trouble or air pressure starts to sink and you faint, you cannot help your children you can't help your man you can't serve your family so the first person that you have to serve is who is you you gotta put on your air mask and your life vest first so that you can be a full service and you can be operating at your fullest capacity number 11 i completely understand that i am voluntarily giving my peace of mind to his ex she cannot take it from me without my participation 
Now, when you jump into drama, when you respond to something that you know you shouldn't, when you allow her, allow her, keyword, allow, 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 when you allow her to trigger you because she's tapped into a place of um, challenging your ego, then you've kind of given this person your power. And let me tell you something. I have a lot of biological mother um, clients and they tell me this, I'm giving you guys some insight here. They say, you know, Naja, I'll send a nasty text message or an email and I'll go on about my day. So while she took this one minute to shoot you this text and ruin your day, you're pissed off for the entire day. That means you're not being a present wife. That means you're pissed off at, at your coworkers. You're not mothering your children as you should. You're an angry person. So out of one minute from this person bothering you for one minute has thrown you off balance for the entire day. I am telling you, Naja Hall, step family coach, master step family coach is here telling you that girl ain't bothered. She's gone on. She's left this crap over here and thrown this crap over your way. And then she's moved on about her merry way. I want you to consider that next time you spend more than 10 seconds being pissed off because of something a complete stranger has done to you or thrown your way. And I know it's easier said than done, but this is where you use your stop words, your girl by or your whatever it is that you have to say to yourself. This is where you use those words. Number 12. I will not allow my stepchildren to see me crying. I will not allow them to see me when I am defeated. I will stand strong and exemplify courage in the face of opposition, especially when that opposition comes from their mother. You know, this is probably going to be a lesson that's going to take you a long way. And it's going to take these kids a long way too. Because one thing about it, if their mother doesn't like you, they know it. But I, I love it when people can look at me and say, Naja, why do you seem so unbothered? Honey, because I'm not. I'm literally not bothered. I want you to get to that place too. But until you get to that place, you have to practice. You have to be in the habit of residing in the land of unbothered. If your children are seeing you break down because of something their mother has done, I mean, they automatically can perceive that as weak. They're not going to really have a lot of sympathy for you because they probably have a loyalty bind to their mother, especially if she's a high conflict person and she's causing, um, if she's antagonizing and she's causing drama in your life. So they're not going to really feel sorry for you. They're going to be like, oh, she's weak. But just imagine one day when your little stepdaughter, your little cute little baby, she grows up into being a woman. And she's gonna know full on that her mother didn't really like you, but you always treated her nice. You were always welcoming to her. Even when she had her teenage tantrums and she told you that you weren't her mother and she ignored you, she's gonna be like, dang, Miss Naja was always nice to me though. And then she herself could very well become a stepmother. And every single lesson that she learned, she's gonna be using those lessons from as a stepmother from you. She's not going to be looking to her mother for that example of grace and kindness and forgiveness. So you have some little eyes watching you. They're going to follow your example. So I want you to be strong. I want you to stand strong. And I'm not saying you're never going to cry because you are, but you take that somewhere else. You go sit in your room and you do that. You come back out and you present the epitome of love and be a pillar of strength for your family. Number 13. Now I want you to repeat this with me. Once I say it once, I'm not a weak ass bitch. In fact, the people that treat me the worst are the ones who are truly afraid of my power. Say it with me, ladies. This is going to be fun. I am not a weak ass bitch. In fact, 
the people that treat me the worst are the ones who are truly afraid of my power. One more time, why not? I am not a weak ass bitch. In fact, the people that treat me the worst are the ones that are truly afraid of my power. I don't even think I really have to explain this because y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Last but not least, affirmation number 14. I did not choose this life when I decided to be with a man with children. I only wanted to love him. I did not sign up for disrespect or abuse. I understand that God chose to make me a stepmother and stepmothering is a part of my journey. I am on a personal mission to use these trials and tribulations to become a better woman. I will turn my mess into a message. I will turn this test into a testimony. I was chosen because I can handle it. Again, ladies, if you want these affirmations in written form, you can visit the blog. And now to the next part of what I mentioned earlier when we first started. So I know that a lot of stepmoms are dealing with some tough emotions when it comes to the other woman. So I'm going to give you some insight straight from the horse's mouth. When I was writing my book, Girl Bye, I went and interviewed a lot of stepmothers and biological mothers. And I wrote up a consensus of what these biological mothers want you to know. So this is an excerpt from my book, Girl Bye, and it's called Six Things She Would Love to Say to You, But Cannot. Dear stepmom, I do not hate you. I just despise what you represent. You are a walking reminder of the failure of my marriage. You get to show my kids what it means to be their dad's wife. My ex is a better man for you than he was for me. Was I not worthy of being treated so well? I may or may not be remarried, but I can admit that I have not had a chance to grieve over my family falling apart and putting my kids through a divorce. I'm still processing the loss of my family, so it's kind of hard for me to be excited about you. Number two, I feel like you're coercing my ex into pursuing more parenting time with the kids. He never did that before you came along. He just kind of went along with what I said. We had a good system in place and you came in and you interjected. Number three, my ex has a two parent household and I am possibly doing it all alone. It's not fair that you all have two incomes and you share duties with the kids. I do have some resent for how much easier your circumstance is. Number four, you are not their mother. You should really understand that I did not lay down with you to make my child. I don't want to talk to you and I don't want your opinion on my child. Their father is present and together we will decide what is best for our child. Number five, I'm really afraid that my kids will fall for you just like my ex did. I'm scared that you will replace me and my children will no longer need me. I act out because I don't want my kids to love you more than they love me. Number six, last but not least, I don't want your man, honey. Been there, done that. <laughs> now, if you enjoyed those, then you can certainly pick up um, the entire book at girlby.info. And there's also a part in there about what stepmothers had to say, but you all know what we got to say. So you can, if you want to read that, then just you're certainly welcome to pick up the book. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please replay it whenever you need a swift kick in the ass. Because remember, you ain't a weak ass bitch and I don't want you to be. You are a very, very strong person. I'm dedicating today's episode to my dear friend. She recently gained her wings and I kind of feel like she's one of my guardian angels. In the words of Miss Winnie Birch, all is well. I love you ladies.